Today, I had the pleasure of interviewing Gareth Bain. Gareth is the CEO of Got Legs Digital. He's a marketing growth consultant, and he helps small business owners get off the ground with their marketing and make their businesses a flying success. We dig deep onto where to start with your marketing, what are the best strategies to use right now, how to actually put a strategy in place for your own business. We also talked about how to build your list and some great ideas on ways to do that, even if you're on a low or no budget. This episode is absolutely essential. If you're getting into the world of marketing or unsure where to start or want to know what the next step should be in your marketing strategy. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools, and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits, and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day, and this is Systemize Your Success. Hi, Gareth. Thanks so much for joining me today. Just give me a couple of minute introduction into yourself, your business and how you help people and actually what the main reason you're here today, because it's a real special event this and I'm really happy to be supporting it. Yeah, perfect. Thanks very much, Steve. Um, great. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, yeah, a little bit about the business. So we're a growth marketing automation agency. Uh, a lot of people see marketing as, again, difficult, time-consuming. So we try and help people build marketing automation into their business so they can kind of go off there and do the, the things that are important, like growing and scaling your business. Um, and again, we work across multiple channels, again, Facebook, Google, strategy, brand, PR, and stuff. So helping across the whole channels uh, and specializing really with uh, startups and scale-up businesses. Uh, so... Again, those people that are really needing marketing, we, we're here to help. Uh, and again, the name Got Legs Digital, it's kind of got two parts to it. So in the marketing say, uh, kind of the marketing phrase, Got Legs. So this campaign's Got Legs. You know, it's very well known, thrown around a lot. So on that side, it's the commercial business. We help businesses to get legs, get footfall, traffic, grow, um, and just kind of expand their business. But on the other side of the business to got legs is we donate prosthetic legs to amputee survivors throughout Africa. Uh, so definitely two parts of the business and we help them get legs and kind of regain their independence. Uh, and that's why kind of I'm here today to kind of help businesses to one, get legs, but anyone who's kind of needing any services or needing help with their marketing or just needing some assistance, I'm donating my time today for free. Uh, all I'm asking is that you make a donations to the leg, uh, the kind of leg up campaign, which I'm sure we'll put the link uh, in a bit later, and that'll help people get prosthetic legs uh, specifically for this project in Gambia. Fantastic. And as I said, I'm massively happy to, to support this. And I've actually worked with Gareth uh, on a, a personal level and business level, I mean, in the past. So I've experienced working with him, getting this consultation, which he is offering for free. And I would strongly recommend you take him up on this. Well, I say for free, there's the caveat that hopefully yeah. you're going to make a, a wildly generous donation to a very, very uh, honorable fund or honorable charity, uh, which does some amazing work. So um, they're fantastic. Really, really good to have you on the show today. All right. So let's kick off. How do people get started with marketing? Let's go to the basics. If you've not really 
getting into the whole world of getting yourself out there. You may have a brilliant idea. You may be able to help people do wonderful things in whatever industry you're in and, and change people's lives. But if people don't know you exist, then it's sort of all for nothing. So how do we get make those first steps? What would you recommend, especially if you're on a budget? Yeah, no, again, I get asked that question all the time. Uh, and there's so many businesses out there that have great products. They just don't know how to get it to market. And I think when people think marketing, it's such a broad space that it's, where do I start? What do I do? What needs to happen first? And I think a lot of people go, do I need Facebook ads? Should I run Google? To, you know, and jumping very much into the execution. So I would say very much as a starting point, it's coming up with that strategy. Okay. Where are we now? Where do we want to be? How do we need to get there? Okay. And in order to do that, it's kind of like, well, who's going to buy my product? What are they target? What, what is my target audience? What are their wants? What are their needs? And you really just drill down on that. So I would say building up that marketing strategy first is the most important thing that you can do. We all know about Facebook ads. We all know about Instagram ads, TikToks, you know, Snapchat, Clubhouse. These platforms are becoming extremely competitive. So if you don't have a clear guided strategy from the beginning, or you don't understand your customer, you're just going to be part of the noise that's in that in, on those channels. So definitely setting up a, a strategy first. Then before I, going guys out, jump in, before, before you go on to the next plug, I yeah. think it's a, a, oh, it's such an important point. And, and I've read that so many times. And over the years, you know, reading all sorts of marketing books, going on marketing courses, business books. And they always talk about creating your customer avatar or the yeah. person you're selling to or the people you're selling to. And it all seemed like a bit of hard work, to be honest. And it just seemed like, no, what I need to do is create a brilliant product. What I need to do is actually help people. And it took me, you know, I'm five years into my, this systems and outsourcing as a business. And if I'm honest, it took me probably the first four to realize how important that is. Um, we used to yeah. collect we've got loads of data on our clients. I know lots about them, but sitting down and thinking, right, who is it that I'm talking to right now? And I think that you're probably going to come onto this, but it, just to drill home that that work you put into figuring out who you're trying to help. And being really narrow with that and saying, look, you can't mm. help everybody. So who is the who is the one avatar? You can use that word or just the one person. And then yeah. every time you're then doing the next parts of it, it's so much simpler because you're just literally having a conversation, a, 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 a virtual conversation. Yeah. But you're you're talking to an individual rather than just talking to this void of clients or potential clients. So I just can't stress enough. I, I totally agree with you. That is one of the things that you just have to do. And yeah, there's no other way to spin it. Just, just, just do it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. It it, it allows it, it makes it more personal. You know, you're actually talking to someone. So, for instance, you go right. I want to launch a business, and I want to do a hundred sales in the first six months. Then, okay, well, who would buy that product? And then underneath there, what we do is you kind of kind of give them names. So, and sometimes it can be very funny. So sometimes it's a a stressful Steve you know, or a, um, a kind of a manic molly. Okay, now these are my types of avatars that I'm starting to go. And what, what would stressed Steve want? Well, Steve would want this, 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 and that. Okay, their communication would be very different from a manic molly, for instance, you know. So you're making sure that you've got your avatars split out, which will then help with your creatives whenever you start going into your websites or your landing pages or your email campaigns. Um, and it's a very clear 
customer journey so that when people see your product, they go, wow, I feel like they're talking to me. And it resonates with them as opposed to the noise that's going out there at the moment, that, that spray and pray approach. All right, cool. What's next, Gareth? So, yeah, I think definitely the next point would be after you've got a strategy, um, kind of then going into the messaging. Um, when we're looking at messaging, it's what are two main factors? What are my customers' pain points? So what are the challenges that they're experiencing at the moment? Okay. And really spend some good amount of time with this. Uh, what are their challenges? What are their uh, problems that is keeping them up at night? Um, and create a nice long list. Once you've got that list, you kind of see, well, this is my avatar. This is my product. And these are the pain points that I think they're experiencing. How do I formulate a message? What's going to resonate with that audience? But then also on the back end, there's probably a lot of people out there that are doing the same thing that you're wanting to offer. There's a lot of accountants. There's a lot of marketing people. There's a lot of financial advisors, property investors. So it's how do you then differentiate yourself? So one of the things that we like to do is look at kind of objection or hurdle um, setting. So a hurdle or objection setting is why would someone not buy my product? Oh, I'm just starting out. I don't have experience. I don't have money. I don't have all of these things. And you list those out as well. And then you kind of combine the hurdles with the pain points as part of your messaging. So before they're even starting to raise these questions, you're already addressing them and knocking down those hurdles one by one. You know, do you have this problem? Yes, you know, boom, 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 boom. We might be a, a young agency or we might be just starting up, but that means you get our personal attention. You're not just going to be thrown in the mill with everyone else. So now you've just knocked down that, oh, I've just started up, you know, are they safe? Well, actually, now we're going to give you personalized attention. Okay, I now feel comforted. I want to kind of go on. Um, so that, that would be the next one. Um, and then lastly, uh, the last male kind of point is most people are not in a buying decision when they find you. They're in a researching decision. They're in an educational decision. So in order to get them from an education and awareness position to a buying position, you need to focus on things called know, like, and trust. People first need to get to know you. Once they know you, they then get to need, they need to like you. And once they like you, they need to trust you. And only once they trust you will they make that buying decision. So the buying patterns are getting longer and longer these days. No longer could you just put ads out and people would buy. Uh, for some products that works, for very um, low uh, kind of thinking products, if you want to buy a chocolate bar, it's not going to take you a week to make a decision on a chocolate bar. But if you want to buy a house, that might take you few weeks, some months. So it's managing that buying cycle. How many, how many points, that touch points, do we need to get someone to trust us in order to buy from us? Yeah, I love it. Brilliant, brilliant advice. So let me just sort of spin off that a bit because it's all going to well putting this theory out there, but putting it into practice is where most people fall, fall short. And it's that implementation of these ideas. So most people could probably think about who it is they're trying to serve and also their pain points and then think about messaging. But then it's the practicalities of, okay, so how do we get them from being in that research or thinking stage to, to get them to actually 
in, in effect, give us some money because there's nothing, you know, uh, again, this is one of those things that I took me a long time to really appreciate the words, the meaning of these words, but there's nothing, there's no greater value or no greater gift you can give to your clients than to, for them to actually give you some money for your services mm-hmm. because that exchange of, of, of value or exchange of value. So they give you some money, you give them something back is that where that connection starts and people will start then really listening to what you're saying and yeah. actually implementing it because they've now invested something into you and now they want something in return. So they're going to take that next step. And I think this is one of the things that I've really struggled with over the years is, is not asking people to for money actually, but it's about understanding what that thing should be in that initial stage. And nearly all of our clients come either through referrals or through the Facebook group where I've spent a lot of time building up. You know, they've got to know me. They've got to like me because I do things like this. And now they end up trusting me because they get, see other people saying, oh, you know, I've worked with Steve or whatever, and they get that level of trust. And then they come and, you know, join one of our programs. But when I'm, what we're trying to do now is to, to scale the, the whole the whole process. And therefore, we're going to be going out to, to new people who've never heard of Dr. Steve Day and Systems and Outsourcing. And they're going to be, you know, whether it's a YouTube ad or a Facebook ad or whatever, it doesn't really matter. But they're going to, yeah. going to be what we call cold leads. And hopefully they are problem aware, so they know what problem they're trying to fix. But now I've got to convince them that, you know, I'm the guy, I'm going to worth the company to help solve them. And so that's a long way introduction to my conundrum, which I hope will help other people. <laughs> And it's, okay, so do I put the ad out there, take them to a webinar, and then sell them my coaching program? Or do I create a you know, lead magnet, as they're called, so get them in for free on something really useful, then sell them a £7 product, they say, and then a £47 product, and then a £100 product, and then you, and then you, then you say, okay, now come into our coaching program. You know, is there a right or wrong answer to this? What is your advice on just putting those, the actual the, the stepping stones in place to ultimately be able to deliver your highest level of service to somebody because that is ultimately going to serve them the most, but they've got to trust you so much to invest enough money and time to get the real value from what you offer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the buyer journey has changed recently. Um, you know, previously when there wasn't as many much competition out there and for instance, let's say you were a coach and you had coaching services that were three grand or five grand, you know, there would be a small audience that you could say, this is what I offer, buy my product. And people will go, mm, okay, a bit of a pinch, let's do it. Whereas now there's so much competition out there that people are doing a lot more due diligence. Um, so to make a 3,000 pound or 5,000 pound commitment now is, is quite a lot. It takes a lot for a customer to do that. So there's no right or wrong answer. That definitely does work. Um, and I know some businesses that are doing it. But I would definitely err on the side of, you know, don't try and sell from the get-go, okay? Um, Gary Vaynerchuk always says it's jab, 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 right hook, you know, and it's content, content, value, value, sale, okay? So, again, what you're doing there is, is good. You're putting out great content. You're engaging with the audience. So what I would do is people want to make those small little micro commitments, Okay. So what you need to do is you need to see how many micro commitments your buyer takes in order to make a purchasing decision at one level and a purchasing decision at another level. I was speaking to a client the other day and they said, in order for someone to buy a high ticket item from us, they need to watch six hours of content from us before they buy our high ticket item. So definitely going micro commitment, 
lead magnet, micro-commitment webinar, now I know you, pushed into you know Facebook group. Now they're in an ecosystem that already know, like, and trust Dr. Steve Day. They're then starting to read all this information, all the good stuff that's going on there. People are talking. They go, ah, oh, this is really good. Next minute, there's a small seven-pound course. Okay, I'll give that a go. Usually on your seven-pound course, you want to give as much value as possible. So people are blown away. Wow, I've got that for seven pounds. This is amazing. And you slowly take them up and up and up in the journey. Um, and and you, you work on a pricing structure and a pricing model. Um, when you go to a, a restaurant, you'll see at a restaurant, they've always got those cheap wines, those really expensive wines. And what do we end up buying? We buy the middle wines because we don't want to be cheap, you know, with the date or the wife, you know, we're, we're not cheap, but also, well, we can't really afford that expensive bottle. It's not the anniversary yet. It's not a birthday yet. So we'll just pick the middle one. And the middle one has the most markup, the most profits and the most popular source for where people are buying. So how do you build that product value chain into your business that you've got a free, a small, again, a micro, and you're starting to kind of go up the ladder uh, to get people to know, like, and trust you. Um, and then also by doing something like that, you're also increasing your revenue generation. They bought your seven pound, then they buy the next one, then they buy the next one, as opposed to just buying one product, and now they potentially bought two or three. Yeah, so you're increasing the, the lifetime value of each person that touches your, your world, basically. Correct, yes. Yeah. And once you know that they are so far in the journey, that they've bought four other products, now might be the opportunity to put your high-end product to them because they, they know you, they like you, they trust you. Whereas if you put your high-end product to someone who's just joined the Facebook group or someone who's maybe just watched a webinar, they might be like, well, no, I can find that cheaper somewhere else. I don't really know Dr. Steve Day. Or, you know, there's a lot of hurdles and a lot of resistance that you might need to overcome. So yeah. it's definitely focusing on the buyer journey. I tell you what, well, if you want someone to have a look at their... Got, he calls it the value ladder, which is what you've just mm. described. You start at a lower free option often and then build up the value with the amount of um, often the time that you put into that client or just the amount of the amount of work you put into creating whatever the product or services that you're you're giving them. And and um, to the guy, Russell, Russell Bronson, and I think he, he does this very well. And if you look at the way his ladder builds out, then there's loads of free stuff you can get. He's also got books, a very low um, money in and he just gives away, gives his book, books away for free if you just cover postage which is ridiculous expensive postage so that's where he gets his money from for paying for the books um but then he does an incredible um like sort of five-day challenge which is a great challenge and then he does a 30-day challenge and then he invites you to his uh 20 grand a year coaching program but you've had by that point hours and hours of contact with him and his team. Yeah. And so he doesn't even get on the phone to sell that. He literally just goes, click this button and give me 25 grand. And <laughs> you do because you trust yeah. that person because you, you've been on that journey with them and they've, you've seen the value they've added up until that point. So yeah, yeah. that's uh, I think that's just, just a ex example of what you're describing that works very, very well. Yeah. I mean, what, what he does as well, which is good, and, and again, a lot of other businesses are doing this now, is I'm going to tell you how to do it, and then you go off there and do it. And sometimes people go, I don't understand how to do this. This is more complicated than I thought it was. I need help now doing this. Then they come back going, can you show me how to do it? Or can you do this for me? Or can you help me with this? 
You've given them yeah. all the tools and stuff. They either don't have the time or they don't have the patience or they don't understand it. And then that's when, again, you can kind of promote your services. So giving a lot yeah. of value up front and then getting them to pay for the, the service in the back end. Yeah, and just to give you a real-life example from, from my side, is that's a lot of our, our coaching clients, people that come on to our sort of more full-on supported packages, have been on our workshops or our masterminds. So we give, give huge amounts of, of value and pack it all in. And, and there's loads, like literally you could, and people have, and I've spoken to people in the past, they've done our workshops and our masterminds and gone away and just transformed their businesses. Yeah. But most people don't. Most people think that was great, but how do I, there's, there's, there is still some gaps that need to be filled because the technical detail wasn't there because it was, you know, it was only a three hour event rather than a, you know, an eight week course. So you can't yes. pack in every detail. It would be, you know, you speak at, 30 miles an hour and yes. miles an hour <laughs> even. And you know, no one would understand everything. It'd be totally overwhelming. So, yeah. so that's exactly that example that we've seen many of our long-term clients come through our value ladder. And mm. because we give them lots and then they go, you know, I want this. I just can't figure it all out myself. I need a yeah. bit of extra help. So yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Should we move on to, um, Another topic. Well, same topic. Yeah. Still, still marketing. But cool. we've talked about generating leads. We've talked about you know creating your avatar and attracting people through different pricing points. But not all leads are made equal. And mm -hmm. what we want to get in into our pipeline, so to speak, into our funnel, our sales funnel, mm -hmm. is people that a we would love to work with, b who would love to work with us, and c yeah. who will get untold value from the work we do without actually being huge amounts of effort for us. And yes. that's what we call your ideal client. So your sweet spot of, you know, who is it that I can serve the best by just being me? Hmm. And so this is all really talking about how do you generate good quality leads rather than yes. just an abundance of leads of people who are just going to drain your energy and take you away from doing the stuff you love to do. Yeah, no, good, good point as well. I, I think there's, I, I talk about that on, on my website as well. You know, there's a difference between a lead generation company, a digital marketing company, and then a growth marketing company. So again, as a growth marketing company, we completely focus on growth. It's how, what is the quickest way to grow a business? You know, digital marketings, they focus a lot on kind of uh, top of funnel, so awareness, clicks, you know, traffic, but they don't necessarily focus on the retention, the quality and stuff. So they'll be like, I ran a Google campaign, I ran a digital campaign, I've got you 100 leads. You go, yeah, but the quality was rubbish, you know. Or you go to a lead generation company and it's like, right, how much is 50 leads going to cost me? And they go, well, 50 leads at X, there we go, there your leads. And they go, oh, this really wasn't good quality. So what we really try and do is we try and help businesses build a lead generation Mod or machine into their own business. Okay. And the one thing that we do is we swap it around. Usually pre qualification happens when someone gets on a phone call with you know you or your sales team or something like that. And by that stage, you're using up their hourly rate. What we need to do is we need to put pre qualification at the very front of the sales funnel so that we're weeding them out. Okay. So it's definitely about creating elements throughout that, again, micro-commitments, the, the, the touch points of saying, what do you need? What do you want? You know, asking various different questions. So if someone joins uh, your webinar, 
And maybe on the webinar, you ask a couple of questions. You get pre-qualifications. You, you, you've kind of seen people out. Uh, a great way to do that as well is creating a quiz. You can create a quiz and asking various different questions. And off the back of the answers of having a, a quiz, you could go, well, this is my ideal. These are not my ideal. And they automatically get filtered out. So a quiz is a great way to kind of do that. Um, also, again, questionnaires and surveys. Um, a lot of people, when they first sign up, they don't want to answer 20 questions. So make it as easy for someone to sign up as possible. But then through the journey, when you're giving them this value, drop a question in there every now and then. You know, like, oh, here's some value just out of interest. Are you more leaning towards this or to that? Ah, oh, that. Okay. They're not really a client of ours. We need to put them in another journey. Or yes, they are an ideal client. Let's move them further down the funnel. And we further kind of lead score them. Okay. Uh, it's known as lead scoring. So they've done this, they've done that, they've done that. They've got an eight out of 10 in terms of our lead scoring. They're a good client for us to work through. And they get put into different automations. Um, and again, can I, can I just jump on and give a, again, a real practical example of how we, how we do Perfect, this yeah. in our business? Because it's often, you know, the theory of this is, 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 is one thing and then actually thinking, okay, well, how do I do that? And so yeah. this isn't something I came up with overnight. It's something we've built on over the years. But really simply, if you know you're in this Facebook group, if you're oh, sorry, if you're if you're watching this live on the Facebook group, on the you're in this Facebook group. If you're in the podcast, then you're not, but you hopefully will be uh, very very soon. So come and join the Facebook group. But anyways, when you join this Facebook group, we just ask you a simple question: What is your biggest challenge with creating systems and outsourcing your work? And so instantly we get some feedback, some input about that person, mm -hmm. and then we we'll then know. Okay, well this person maybe they're a, a virtual assistant looking for work. And actually that's not what, who we help. That's not our target market at all. Or maybe it's a small business between zero and 15 employees who's struggling with overwhelm, who can't get their team to work productively because of the wording they've used in their challenge and thinking, okay, this is someone we, we should start a conversation with. And then when you join our mailing list, in every email we send out, not every, most emails we send out at the bottom, there'll be a question. And not everybody answers it, but it's really simple. You just click the link and automatically we then get tagged saying this person, you know, is looking to grow their team with virtual assistants. They don't understand how to hire or they, you know, are struggling to manage their team or they don't understand about systems and apps. And very, very quickly, we can start moving people, like you're saying, to different journeys with our, with our content that we can offer them, the value that we can give them. We can make it yeah. more focused. So it's about segmenting the audience. And it can be really simple stuff like that. You don't have to have you know, bots asking questions and AI technology, figuring all this stuff out for you and spend hours, you know, analyzing data and doing scraping on people's, you know, Facebook profiles and LinkedIn profiles, you know, what are they? Just ask them and just yeah. record that information somewhere. If you haven't got a CRM, just stick it in a spreadsheet because then yeah. when you do speak to that person or when you've got a new lead magnet or a new offer to make, you can go, well, who had this problem? Let's send a yeah. personal message to that person and say, look, you mentioned this challenge you had. Can I now offer you this? Because I think it'd be really helpful for you. So that's the stuff yeah. that we've been doing and working a lot in the past 12 months trying to trying to really be able to give more direct and specific help to individuals based on the stuff that they tell us about their business. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, I, I give an example as well on what we're helping a, another client out with at the moment. So we've just put uh, a quiz onto their, um, their landing page. And it's basically for... I think it was like four downloads and a one hour free consultation for them. So really stacked high amount of value, 
but it was kind of a, what type of business are you? People go on there, there's the curiosity. Oh, I wonder what type of business I am. And then they go through the quiz and it's then tagged each um, kind of question that they ask um, is tagged and obviously put into the CRM. And off the back of that, the sales team can look at it and go, I'm not going to phone this one. They weren't really relevant. I'm going to phone this one. I'm going to phone this one. And these guys are just going to get the free consultation stuff and we'll put them into a slow nurture. Um, Again, it all goes back into that that, um, persona, your ideal persona. How are we asking those questions? How does that link in? Um, What are their pain points? You know, you want to make sure it's all aligned to that strategy that you've got in the beginning. Yeah, totally. I just I was trying to find the link in the background. Um, but one person that does oh there you go, here it is now, the scorecard. Right. I'm just gonna ping this scorecard into uh the chat. So this is a scorecard. If you're listening on the podcast, it's basically scorecard dot keypersonofinfluence.com. Scorecard dot keypersonofinfluence.com. It's Daniel Priestley's scorecard, and he actually has the scorecard app now. I'm not affiliated with him. I'm just just telling you this. I've never even used their scorecard app. But yeah. um, he found it so powerful in his yeah. business that he actually invested in creating an app to help other businesses use scorecards. And yeah. it, I had this scorecard a few years ago, and it really opened my eyes up to how much information you're willing to give if somebody just yeah. asks you. And so yeah. ask stuff about your business and you can go through it. You can obviously make stuff up if you don't want to give you real answers or whatever, but go, go and look at it as a way to, you know, and emulate it, just copy the structure mm-hmm. that out the questions and then have a look at what you get at the back of it. Now, what do you get for the time you've invested in answering it? What does Daniel give you? And he's a, yeah. a big influencer. And so if he's doing it this way, then maybe we could copy a bit of that. So we're actually looking at emulating this in our business at the moment. We haven't got a scorecard at the moment, but it's something that's been on the back burner for a while. And, it's something yeah. that we're going to be looking at towards the back end of this year. So um, I'll put the link in the chat and I'll put it into the, key, the show notes for the podcast as well. So if you're interested in taking uh, that test, as I say, nothing to do with me, but I find yeah. it quite useful doing it myself. And, and that's, that's the thing as well. I think for small businesses, some of them are bootstrapping as well. So cost is a big factor. You know, so this could very easily be done on you know, a Google Doc. You, know, you, you create a, you know, a Google survey um, Google and it form, can be done yeah. for free. Google Form, sorry, Google Form. Um, I know there's other, again, product that we use, again, no, not affiliated or anything like that. There's Thrive Themes. Um, Jot Form again, as well. Jot Form. Yeah, Jot Form. Jot form. Uh, the reason I like Jot Form, sorry, Gareth, the reason I like Jot Form over, say, Google Forms is Google Forms is very much like a, you can have it page by page, but it's sort of like it's a bit boring. Whereas Jot Form, if you've ever done a survey and it's like it takes over the whole page and it's all slick and you like you type it in, it looks like nice, right? Yeah. It just it's actually engaging. And you yeah. and there's no point in someone answering two questions. You need to answer them all and submit yeah. and give their email address because then you've captured them. And so yeah. you need it to look nice and be an enjoyable experience. So using a tool like Jot Form is, you know, I think it just adds that little bit of, of professionalism to it other, other than just using Google Forms. But up to now, hold my hands up, we've only ever used Google Forms. So, you know, they yeah. work. But, and, and that was the thing as well. Like I, I really enjoyed your, you know, you, you've got a, a free download um, of what apps to use when you're getting started in a business. Um, yeah. And again, you know, coming into something like that was so handy, you know, and just starting out, like, what do I need? I need this, I need this, I need this. Um, and it's so useful. You've done a lot of research on apps and what things are working and what things aren't working. So kind of leveraging your time and going and getting that app download was such a, uh, again, a time saver for, for us as well in our business. 
Yeah, cool. Yeah, but glad to find, know you found it useful. I'll put the link again yeah, yeah. In, in, into the into the show notes, so or into the show notes on the podcast, and then into the comments in the in the Facebook group, so you can uh, anyone else who wants, I can grab it. Cool. Uh, what's next, Gareth? What else do we think people might need to know about marketing? Yeah, I, mean, I think as well, like kind of where people kind of wanting to start. Um, it's it's also kind of hard. Where do I get started in terms of I don't have a lot of money, I'm bootstrapping and stuff, but what do I do? Um, I think one of the things that are very much underutilized at the moment is kind of just building um, a, a database. Uh, a lot of people are focusing on like, okay, let's run Google ads or Instagram ads or Facebook ads. But you know, one day, again, we don't have Facebook anymore. We have Meta. So, you know, they change the algorithm, they change the system all the time. And if one day they just decide to close things down, have you lost your entire audience? So building a database of people is so important that you own, again, that you can kind of communicate with, that can potentially buy your product, that can potentially sell your product as well. So focusing on email marketing is something that's a good uh, opportunity at this stage. It's been around forever. I think everyone knows about it. Um, there's a lot of good ways to do it. And then there's obviously a lot of spammy ways to do it. So it's a cost-effective way for young startup businesses to kind of just get into the market at the moment. Again, you can use virtual assistants to find relevant people who you need to kind of network or link out to, uh, get their email address, um, you know, and communicate with them. Obviously, GDPR regulations, you know, you need to make sure that you're compliant. You know, if it's a business-to-business account, then it's obviously known as prospecting. But if it's a business-to-consumer, it might be a bit different. You might need to get them to opt into something uh, before we starting to kind of communicate with them. Um, but, yeah, once you've got that set up, you know, and, and, and Steve, you'll know as well, you're sending emails on a regular basis. It's not costing you any amount of money to send the emails. It costs you per the subscriber base. So you, if you're creating more and more value, you know, downloads and, and podcasts and videos and things, you can kind of push that to your audience and increase that level of know and trust, you know, so that they'll be able to make that, that buying decision. You can also use that database as well when you do want to start running ads as an uploaded database of saying, well, Google this is an audience that's kind of purchased from me, or this is an audience that I have on my database. Um, can you find me similar customers? Can you find me similar people? Um, so you can do that with Facebook. You can do that with LinkedIn. You can do that with um, Google as well. So having your own database and owning your database is very powerful uh, and, and kind of it's like cost effective. And you don't have to spend money on uh, running ads all the time. And just to loop, loop back, because it may be obvious to some people, but there may be the question, well, yeah, that's all good and well, but how do I get people on my email list? And we've actually covered quite a, a few examples of how you do that. But do you want to just sort of go back over the things we've talked about and just yeah. say, look, this is how we get them on there? Yeah, absolutely. So again, we, we've just mentioned now having a quiz. So if you're a, a business, what type of business are you? Uh, you know, again, create some sort of quiz or audit or something that people would be like, oh, I wonder what I am. Like, for instance, in my business, I could create what type of marketing do you need quiz? Oh, yeah, I'd love to complete that, you know, and, and someone would fill that up. That would be then able to get them on the database. You could create assets, create downloads, so lead magnets, you know, sharing of information. Uh, you could create a webinar where you're going to actually go and show someone something. 
again, get people to kind of link into that. If you write blogs or new video posts or podcasts, also great ways to get people in. So it's about definitely building this funnel, creating these assets and moving and creating places where people can go that you can kind of capture those pieces of information. Um, again, blogs, great way. Sorry, guys. I was going to say one um, one I've, one thing I've seen recently. So, in our Facebook group, so when people op- join the Facebook group, we ask if you want to hear from us, put your email address in. I know a lot of Facebook groups now are becoming slightly more exclusive. And if you can sort of, if you have good content in there, and it's a it's a good place to be, then you can elevate yourself slightly and say, look, you've got to give us your Facebook your email address or I know I've seen other groups do this, I think, a bit more elegantly in saying you have to have uh, downloaded our thing or joined our five-day challenge or whatever it is. It's still free, but you're asking them to basically put their hands up and say, look, I'm the type of person that wants what you have because I'm willing to download the thing you're offering in order to get into your Facebook group. So it's sort of like a... um, it's doing that. How do you generate good leads? It's right up front. You actually put barriers up. You don't just yeah. want anybody in your groups and on your lists. And you know, anyone on your list costs you money. It's not a lot, but when you get thousands yeah. of people, it does cost you money. Anyone in yeah. your group, it, it dilutes the number of people that need to see what you have to offer by all the people that aren't interested. You know, Google, you know, Facebook will only show my posts I get put into the group unless it becomes sort of a viral post that make it you know 1,000 plus people. The average post, 200, 3,500 people in the group. It's not a great um, you know exposure. Yeah. And those 200 people, I've got no control over who Facebook shows it to. Hopefully, it's the people that are engaged with the group, but I don't know. It's not my algorithm. And so <laughs> if we got actually dumped out and we're actually considering how to do this, but to sort of get people to leave the group if they're not actually engaging with the group at all and they're not actually logging in and looking at it. And then what's left is that core people that do get value from what I offer and what I yeah. talk about. And same with your list. So don't be afraid, I think. And I have been that past very guilty of just saying, look, I want more, I want more. But actually, yeah, getting when you go and get building your list and your email list, try to be a bit selective about who you put on there because mm. it'll only harm your your delivery rates if people start marking things as spam or they bounce or whatever. So, um, yeah, just a, just a side point. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you are working against the platforms at the moment. Again, the Facebook algorithm, if you've got a business page, they're going to push it down. You know, they want you to spend money on ads and now they want you to spend money on ads, but there's the iOS update. So again, all Apple devices are not tracking anymore. So your remarketing and your tracking are now offset. So it's very difficult to see who's doing what and where other than if you put specific coding into your site. So it's now getting harder and harder for you to try and tap into that audience. Um, so again, like is good, but love is great. And when I say that, I say love, it's give a comment, give a share. That stuff works hugely well. It's, it's, it, it boosts the algorithm. You know, likes these days are being really kind of downvoted um, because it's so easy. In a group, you know, in a, in a Facebook group, a lot of people are there to learn. It's very hard to get participation and activations from the group and keeping an engaged group. So when you keep your numbers small and it's a kind of personal and people get to know each other, it's a lot more of an engaged group. You'll be able to grow that group a lot faster um, than a massive group with no one engaged. 
So small businesses that are thinking, oh, well, I want to start a Facebook group, but who's going to join my group because it's so small? Sometimes that's what people are wanting. They want a small 20, 30, 40 people in a group that can have engaged conversations, engaged discussions, because they're all part of five, six, ten thousand 10,000 follower uh, Facebook groups where there's so much junk and rubbish that's being said, and they're just like not getting any value. They'd much rather join a smaller group, small amount of people, but that's engaging. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, um, somebody um, who I know is probably listening to this now, um, when I tried to join, I'm in their Facebook group, and they actually um, invited the group saying, look, we're, we're creating this exclusive group for people who are really engaged to, you know, love what we have to offer. And we want to make that, you know, a small engaged group of people who are serious. Mm-hmm. And when you went to apply, you had to put in your details and your, your phone number. And then I got a phone call off them and a chat with them to say, so can understand about a bit more what my goals were in relation to their services. And I thought that was a really nice touch and something that, you know, really stood out for me as, as, as just, I've never seen that before. And mm. you know, if I'm in that group in the future, then I'll, I'll think, you know, I've earned my place to be here and maybe I'll be more engaged with it or they'll, they'll know that I'm the right person or the right type of business to be in that group. So again, mm. it's putting up barriers to people rather than just opening your door. So yeah, brilliant. Okay. So I think yeah. if we, anything else you want to say on that before I move on? No, no, no. I was going to say, yeah, you, you spot on. We've, we, I was going to say, we've spoken a lot about the advertising, the groups and stuff, and then there's, there's the organic side as well. Um, so just, again, looking at content and SEO and stuff like that. So there are various other ways of, of getting traffic and growing a business, which is not necessarily paid for, but it, it's kind of content and time-focused potentially. Um, so, yeah, but, again, happy to, to, to move on. No, that's cool. Let, let's um, let's touch on that because I think it's a. I, I've probably moved on too too quickly in that case. So let's <laughs> let, let's explore that because you know we have talked talk about Facebook, but you know not everyone's on Facebook. People don't like using Facebook, and you know just to really drive home your point about the Facebook and your basic the the will of their or the your your risk of them doing whatever they want, however you say that in an elegant way. But my Facebook account, my 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 main Facebook account, got banned the other day from from advertising. Wow. So we, we've, and, and they said, oh, you, mm. you've, you've contravened our, our uh, advertising policy. We've used it. We've hardly advertised on Facebook. And when we have, it's just, you know, soft advertising. It's nothing yeah. like sell, sell, sell. And we never promise we're going to make you into millionaires. We're just saying, look, come and download our lead magnet or come and join our yeah. webinar. And Facebook have now banned us. We've appealed it. And they said, no. And so you've, and the, and the response was, no, you've contravened our, our, our policies. We haven't. We've never contributed yeah. anything, but yet Facebook is, is so big. They don't care unless you're yeah. spending some sort of a million quid a week or even a million quid a day. They don't really give, they don't give two monkeys. And so yeah. I think you, you know, that lesson really, uh, or doing that taught me a lesson that, you know, you really, really got to get a multiple um, streams of um, lead generation yeah. open. And so you're not totally into one. Cause if we had just invested all of our, time and money just into Facebook advertising and that happens. Mm. It band, you know, that means we can't boost any posts off our page. It means that we can't put any ads to anything we're doing in our business, any events we're running, anything. And so yeah. it really limits if we had invested huge amounts into that, it would just be gone. And so, yeah. you know, thankfully we hadn't, but you know, <laughs> it really opened my eyes to the, the you are at the whim um, of, uh, or the, you are at the parent. No, I can't think of the expression. If they decide yeah. they don't like you, you're out, yeah. nothing you can do. Your list is your list. So, yeah. Yeah. 
it's it's it is it, it can be a nightmare dealing with Facebook sometimes. It, first of all, just to get hold of them, and then if anything like this happens, you know, it's all done via AI and stuff, and it's very hard to. I mean, the amount of advertising accounts that I've heard about that have been shut down and locked, and we're trying to appeal them. You know, that's just, again, another way of working with an agency or, or someone who knows what they're doing. They'll know what words to put in, what words not to put in, how to structure it correctly, how not to structure it. Because once your account's banned, it's banned. And it's, okay, well, what do I do now? I now need to create another business account for this or that. It's, it really does become an absolute pain. Um, yeah, totally. So, All right, so, so what other avenues are there? You've mentioned SEO, Google. I mean, is that something that, you know, I think, I think you know, if I go back 15 years ago, whatever, when I first started out in business, I did a degree in computing over 20 years ago as well. <laughs> so I'm aware of these, of these terms and stuff. But it's always struck me as, as a lot of hard work to try to really get, you know, good SEO and, and that's search, search engine optimization. So basically, when you type in a you know, word in Google, what comes up on the on the first page because that's all that anyone ever looks at anyway as so if you're not yes. on the first page of google then what's the point in, in bothering so is it worthwhile small businesses small budgets limited um, technical expertise to even consider that stuff or, or is that left for the bigger companies so so yeah good point there i mean again when you're starting out uh, seo is definitely a long-term strategy it, it's not going to give you any quick wins. You're looking at at least six months to a year potentially to get stuff going. It does take work. Um, so in terms of articles, you need to write good quality articles. They need to be structured well. But again, the benefits of that is, again, research shows that only 30% of people, when they click onto the first page of Google, visit the adverts. 70% of people go and actually look at the, uh, the actual organic posts. So if you can get up, to page one of Google, or you can have some content there that's of value, you know, you're gaining all of that traffic for free, you know. And if you've got those right lead magnets set up and downloads and building your database, and you're capturing that, you know, so you might have 700 people searching for a particular topic. You get, I don't know, 10% of that, 70 people come to your website a month. Of that, you get 10% that download your lead magnet. So that's seven people that download there and one person becomes a client. That's one person from 700 every month that's becoming a client based on a particular article or subject. Um, but yes, there are more blogs out on the internet at the moment than there are people in the world. Uh, I think by like, by like seven, you know, people are producing blog posts at a rate that's extraordinary at the moment. Um, and again, with the Google algorithm updates, you know, at Penguin and Panda and Hummingbird, it, it's more all about um, user intent. It's about good quality. You know, it's about actually giving value rather than just pushing out rubbish. You know, there's so much rubbish that's been put out there with the right keyword in it that gets ranked. It's not about that anymore. Um, but there is one thing, there's two points here as low-hanging fruit that businesses can take advantage of. One, and they might not need that might you know they can't be shy for this but starting a youtube channel and doing youtube videos okay google owns youtube youtube is the second largest search engine in the world at the moment most people go to google and youtube to find answers to problems okay you can rank your videos on youtube within 48 hours on the top of youtube okay if done correctly then if it's ranked at the top of YouTube, most people are going to be viewing it, clicking it. Those videos are most likely going to stay there unless they're pretty bad. Okay. 
What's happening now is Google are starting to integrate videos into the search engines. So you'll see sometimes when you're searching for things, there's actually two or three videos that are on there that you can actually look at. So rather than trying to write 24 blogs on a particular topic, how about doing three or four videos, getting them ranked on YouTube, and then getting YouTube to be ranked in Google search. Okay. And the nice thing as well, those videos are just below the advertising. So they are above the organic search. Um, another little point that businesses can kind of take advantage of, and they'll probably need a, an SEO specialist here, but it's, it's called schema markup uh, or, or it's kind of site snippets where you'll go onto Google and you usually see the adverts. And then just under the adverts, you'll see potentially sometimes there's a question or an answer to a question and then some drop downs of like people also asked this and people also wanted to know that. Um, and that also appears before the Google search. What you can do is it's basically taking a piece of code and you wrapping on a blog, on a website, on an article landing page, a question and an answer to that question. Okay. So that would then appear in search zero, which is the kind of the first page of, of Google. And you can do that without any cost. You, you just need an SEO um, or even a web developer um, person to kind of go in there and go tag question, tag answer. And over time, Google will start to rank that. And it's a great way of just getting additional kind of traffic you know, to your site. Because at the end of the day, if you're a small startup, you've only got a finite amount of money. You can't spend it all the time on advertising. You need to look at other channels to bring in um, traffic to your site. So building yourself as a personal brand is one, doing some SEO, content, value, another. Again, you've got ads, you've got quizzes, you know, things like that. So looking at those multiple channels and not relying on the big dogs because they might shut down or change or things like that. Yeah, and just to, uh, I just did a quick search. Uh, so if you search for Dr. Steve Day on Google, um, I've got, because it's a Dr. Steve Day, you're not going to really search that unless you know me, but actually come up on the, all but one of the posts on Google, on, on the first page of Google. But one of them, and my point is, it's a YouTube. So there's an interview that I did um, with, uh, with Wealth Builders community, and that's come up as number three on the list when I've typed in that. So just to really drive that home that, that it, he isn't, you know, Gareth is talking the truth. <laughs> this, this <laughs> really works. So uh, yeah, really interesting to see. And there's actually another one below. So then, then my YouTube channel is the next one down. So yeah. I've got no SEO experience. Like our website has zero on it. It's the one thing we, we haven't done anything with at the moment. So just to see that actually, you know, we're, we're coming out. Okay. It's a very specific keyword phrase and no one's going to search for it for finding out how to help, help them. But um, just to really drive it home, actually just does, does seem to work. So yeah, brilliant. And again, to, to that point, it, it, Steve, it, it does drive credibility and trust. Anyone who's doing the due diligence on you, well, who is Dr. Steve Day? Why should I trust him? Why should I buy my products from him? And they do that due diligence. They're like, oh, you've done this video. You've been featured here. You're on here. You've got a digital presence. You've not just appeared from nowhere. There's no bad reviews about you. There's no like Dr. Steve Day scam, you know, things like that on the site. It's all good, credible articles. Um, and I mean, Richard Branson said he'd spend his last penny on doing PR if he could. So it just shows the power of building a brand um, and through PR and, um, and SEO. 
Awesome. Right, we're gonna ha we're gonna have to start drawing things to a close. So let me let's let's finish up with if you've got your typical small business, they haven't got a lot of funds, they can't afford to go deep on you know YouTube YouTube advertising or whatever. What would be the single takeaway? You must do this next to get the biggest impact in the relatively short shortest amount of time to for our listeners. Yeah, so I would definitely say just spend some time. I mean, maybe the weekend, just going into that strategy. You know, what is your product? Who's your target audience? What are their needs? What are their pain points? Really understanding that. Once you've got that broken down, then look inwards with yourself as a business. What can you create as an asset that you can give away to for free for someone to kind of subscribe to a list or to get a product or something like that? Um, Again, I'm talking mass generalizations here. There could be some e-commerce people on the on the, the podcast. This wouldn't necessarily be the best strategy for them. They'd want to do something else. I'm talking normal standard business SME uh, type approach at the stage. Create that asset of value, you know, that that document. And then potentially if you've got a WordPress website or if you don't, you know, creating a quick landing page where you can kind of drive traffic to. Um, and then, as I say, if you've got advertising, that's great. Put money to it. I would just test at that stage. Go, this is who I think my audience is. Let's do a five pound. I mean, on Facebook, you can test five pound a day. Put your lead magnet there. Hi, you know, counting firms wanting a, a, an audit process. Click here to download. You can do that on a landing page. Remarket to people. So, again, creating an asset and then running a test on the Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or something like that. But also, if you don't have money, then you need to get clever about it. You need to go into groups. You need to add value. You need to kind of build your network up, build your personal brand. So go into these groups, find out what people are asking in terms of questions, create assets around those questions. And then again, you've understood your audience through crowdsourcing. And then you can kind of create that as a lead magnet that you can share with someone who has a problem. I'm just going to suggest a book that people can read on this to sort of go deep onto that initial stage of coming up with the pain points, thinking about what the offer should be, et cetera, et cetera. And it's Will It Fly by Pat Flynn. And it's a book mm -hmm. I read four or five years ago now when I was coming up with the idea really for systems and outsourcing as a business. And what I loved about that book was it's really practical and it gives you like, like literally a step-by-step -step guide to how you do some of the stuff that, that Gareth just talked about, like going into Facebook groups, going onto forums, scraping keywords, scraping pains, building up your, your language, your conversational stuff that you're going to use with your clients. So, you know, if you, if you are, if you're listening to this and you just want, you know, a, you know, I just want to get on this myself and, and have a go, then that's a really good starting point, that book. Yeah. I mean, I would say uh, we, we've only just had an hour of, of chatting here. Uh, if there's anyone that's needing help or needing assistance, again, that was the point of kind of coming on here just to kind of give you an idea of what it's about. Again, free consultations, you know, just looking for a donation to, you know, the, the leg up campaign to help donate prosthetic legs back to Africa. So if I can help in any way, again, at a fraction of the cost, uh, just to help you as your business owner get up to speed, then we're more than happy to do that. Um, take the learning out of it.
Yeah, totally. And I think that, you know, okay, I've just, just explained about Pat Flynn's book, but then you've still got the problem about implementation and actually having someone like Gareth to speak to, to ask, okay, yeah, that's great. That's a book. That's a general book. It's written for the masses, but my business is different. My business is specific, is unique and everyone's is. There are commonalities, but you know, the way you need to implement this stuff and actually that putting the, the, the research into practice is where people fail. So going having a chat with Gareth was an absolutely brilliant way to remove the barriers to actually get direct and personal advice about your business. And I can say this with all like, honestly about, because I've worked with Gareth, you know, I've had these conversations with him and I know that the value he added to my business uh, in the past. And so I, you know, encourage, strongly encourage, while this offer is on, is it, is it available indefinitely or is there a time limit to this? So, yeah, so we, we're running it until the, the 20th of December. Uh, that's when the campaign's running. Uh, any donation that's made by any party is being doubled by Big Give. Um, so that that's not from my side. That's from the charity side. Um, so I'm just trying to support them as much as possible. Uh, again, someone in Africa without a leg, they can't work. They can't provide for their family. Again, we're just trying to give opportunities to more people. So the more people we can help. Um, you know, we've do donated so far 233 uh, prosthetic legs to Africa over the last two years. Yeah. So we're just looking at trying to see how we can kind of help and donate more. Brilliant. Gareth, it's been a pleasure. If people want to contact you, especially about getting booked in with you for that really valuable consultation call. And just to emphasize again, if you're listening to this after the 20th of December, I'm sure Gareth would love to have a chat with you, but you might end up having to pay a little bit more for it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so do get in there now while it's available. And I'm sure you know, you're going to get booked up um, with this really generous offer you're doing. So if you listen to this, then get in there quick. And um, how do people contact you in general, but specifically about, about getting booked in? Yeah, I mean, they, they can kind of just go into the website. I mean, obviously, the, the offer is not on the website at the moment, but just go into the website. They can get in touch. Uh, my email, it's just gareth at uh, gotlegsdigital. Uh, remember, we just want to get legs and grow. Um, or the business website is www.gotlegsdigital.com. Uh, just get in touch with me. We can book some time. It works for you, for me. And then I will share the link with you. Uh, if you want to do more research on the campaign, it's called the Leg Up Campaign. Um, it's helping people get a leg up in Africa. Um, and yeah, it's www.legupcampaign.com. Cool. And just to Gareth's email address, we'll have a .com at the end of it. So it's Gareth yes. at gotlegsdigital.com. We'll put all .com. this into the show notes. I'll comment into the Facebook group as well for this live, but it'll be in the podcast show notes. So if you need any of those links, just click on the show notes and they will all be in there. So you can go and jump on and have a good chat with Gareth. Fantastic. Gareth, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. I've learned loads um, as I knew I would, and I hope uh, you've enjoyed being here. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Steve. It's always great chatting with you. Cool. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for everyone for listening. And I look forward to catching with you again soon. Thanks again. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. 
So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions, and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day, and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success. Oh,